Hello everybody, this is Andre and you are on the Market Innovation Podcast Show. Our special guest for today is David Jay, who is the founder and CEO behind Warm Welcome, helping businesses upgrade from boring text to personal video so they can build more meaningful relationships as well as drive real revenue. David has bootstrapped several startups into multi-million dollars businesses, and uh, this year his five companies will actually ex- exceed $6 million in revenue. So big up for that, David. Um, and David was also recently named the top 100 tech innovator and influencer. And today we will discuss about how to best use video in across your marketing and business communications in order to be more effective, as well as starting from your passion, how to get your startup to that $1 million mark. So David, really excited to be uh, for, to have you on the show today. How are you? How is everything going? I'm doing great, Andre. Thanks for having me. No, thank you for, for being on the show, for joining us. Um, really exciting time. So where are you seeing in from today? I'm coming in from Bend, Oregon. Nice. So still still morning on your side, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a morning here. It's a beautiful morning. We've got a little bit of snow on the ground, but uh already. Yeah, it's beautiful. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, so I think we're going to start this uh, this morning on a more energy uh, level and uh, dive straight into the subject because I know many of our listeners here would be keen to find your thoughts also in the content marketing and video side of things, but also into the business um, scale-up and business growth area, mainly since we are living through tougher times for some of us. So um, just to build a bit more context around, I mean, to get to know you really. So if you could please tell us a bit more about you, how you started uh, and how you grew your first business or businesses. Yeah, so it was back in uh, 2001. I actually dropped out of college. So I have kind of a typical tech founder story, college dropout. And uh, at the time, I was really excited and passionate about photography. And so, you know, I had the choice. I could either be considered a college dropout or I could be an artist. And I I chose to be um, known as an artist and grew my photography business, which was a great, great part of my life, you know learning how to run a service business that really can't scale that much, uh, I think really prepared me well for starting software companies and getting into businesses that do scale. So, Mm -hmm. you know, from 2000 to 2005, really, I was doing the service-based business of photography. Um, And in that, I started to build online communities. So this is before Facebook, before uh, Twitter, you know, this is kind of back in MySpace days and, uh, and online forums, right? You had these kind of geeky forums and I would start those and get photographers in them and they would all share their problems and like, Hey, how do I start my business? How do I take great photos? How do I, you know, deliver them all these typical problems and through that and through kind of understanding that there was a common um, you know, quite a few common problems for these people. We started to build uh, technology to solve them. And mm-hmm. that's how we've grown all of our businesses is create a community, listen, understand their problem, create solutions that solve the problem and, uh, you know, work on the, the business and, and scaling it. So that's kind of been it. I've just done that kind of one time after another with different problems at different points in time. Uh, you know, based on what other solutions are out there for an industry, um, you know, I've just 
kind of taken it, you know, organically, uh, bootstrapped mm-hmm. everything and grown one business out of the other businesses and kept going. Cool. So what was the first one? What was the first thing that triggered you? So the very first uh, tech piece of tech that uh, I built was for photographers. It was a slideshow product. And uh, it came from a, a wedding that I shot. I shot a wedding for a guy named John Foley. And it was in uh, Santa Barbara, where I'm from. And after the wedding, um, or at the wedding reception, I used to put up a, a slideshow. I download all the photos onto my computer, edit them really quickly, and then take that computer and put it over by the bar at the wedding reception. And as people would come up to the bar, you know, to get their drink, they would watch this beautiful slideshow. And you know, the more they drank, the better the pictures, you know, got right. <laughs> And, and they would refer me like crazy. And it was awesome is how I grew, how I kind of like quasi scaled that service business. Okay. I was through word of mouth. Well, after this wedding, John called me up the next day. I was already shooting another wedding. And he said, he goes, David, that was a beautiful slideshow that you put up. Is there any way that you could put that online? And nowadays we think of that. We're like, of course, everyone has slideshows online, you know, everywhere. But back in, I think it was 2004, actually it was very difficult. You know, there weren't a million slideshow makers to, to use. And so I found one, it was pretty janky. I put it online, I sent it to him. And within hours of me sending it to him, he forwarded it on to all of his friends. And it just said, David J, our photographer rocks. I still have the email, a little screenshot of the email today. Because from that one email, where my client said five words about me, I booked five weddings all over the world. Beautiful, nice. you know, really high dollar weddings. And, uh, and I realized that it was um, word of mouth put online turns into word of mouse, right? So that's scalable marketing. Mm-hmm. And I learned how to tap into other people's networks. And um, and so I looked up this guy, I was like, who's this John Foley guy whose wedding, you know, I shot and who's kind of taught me how to tap into other people's networks. And he was actually the CEO of Evite. And today he's just started, well, a few years ago, he started, uh, the company Peloton. Mm-hmm. And, and so you see how he's done this, you know, Peloton's a you know, $8 billion business today. Evite was huge. And what Evite did is it tapped into the client's network, right? You have an event, you want to send an online invitation. Great. Send that out, bring all your friends and family to our site and we'll get paid by some advertising on mm-hmm. that site. And so it's been a strategy that we've used for almost all of our companies is um, don't just focus on your customer, but create something for your customer that would be beneficial to their customers. So it's kind of this B2B to C sort of market. Mm -hmm. And by doing that, you turn your business, you know, from just a wheel, you know, just this round wheel to uh, a much bigger, you know, you're taking much bigger steps, you Mm -hmm. know, you're not having to grind to get every rotation. Right. And, uh, and that helps it, it scale up in a, in a healthy way. Very insightful. So basically uh, you use them as the word of mouth propagator in a way, like helping your clients tell nice things about you to their networks, knowing that they are probably high net worth individuals that would have high net worth networks that would afford, in this case, your 
a photographer, a professional photographer services, um, and then just basically scale it up like that. Right. Yeah. So that was for photography and, and with tech, it's the same thing. And most tech and software companies, SaaS companies spend so much of their money and so much of their time in sales and marketing, mm-hmm. right? And they do a lot of Facebook ads or Google ads, and they spend, they have these big sales teams, right? That just the insane amount of money, venture capital money that usually goes into building a sales team um, can be really prohibitive from somebody trying to bootstrap or somebody trying to organically grow their business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you can leverage your current customer base, even if it's small, right? A service-based business, I was able to take one person and get five clients from that. From those five, got five more to each of those, you know, that's 25 clients. Same thing with SaaS. You can get, you know, 50 clients pretty easily if you have, you know, even a bad product. <laughs> uh, but if you can leverage those 50 to all bring you five people, you know, now you've got 250. Leverage those 250, you know, and, and you can see how you can scale it up without having to um, go out and get venture capital or, um, you know, give away a huge part of your company to do it. So what would be some tactics of doing it? Uh, let's see. So maybe not so much. I mean, maybe, maybe not so much for the first business, which was the photography business, but more for your future ones. Like, what would you say were some tactics that you used that were crazy successful in this organic growth? I think it's a really important and interesting uh, thing to discuss because most of us look at the paid acquisition channels first. And I think this yeah. would be a nice growth hack in a way. Yeah. Yeah, one one of the key ones, which Warm Welcome is really built on this foundation, is video testimonials. And it's one of the easiest and funnest uh, sorts of marketing. And the reason why it's really fun is because um, when you go out and you get these testimonials from people, it feels really good, right? They're saying, they're, they're reminding you of the value that you added, of the contribution that your product brought them. And so uh, an example of this is um, you go to your clients. So whatever you know, product that you have, hit up your clients and ask them, say, hey, would you mind um, if we got together and I recorded a video testimonial of you talking about what it's been like to work together or what it's been like for you using our product? And you can do it um, physically in person. That's great. Or do it online. Do it in Zoom. Do it with warm welcome. Send them a video and say, click the button and send me a video back. I mean, it's, it's super easy to do. And so you, you make that request and not everybody's going to do it, but let's say 10 people do it. Mm-hmm. Well, these 10 people now are going to sit down and they're going to take a second and they're going to think about something nice to say about you. Maybe you can prompt them or you can give them some ideas or whatever, but When they go and they say that, when they go and they record that video talking about your business, what they've now done is they have, uh, they've done the hardest part of referring you, which is thinking about what they're going to say, right? And it's just like a business. The hardest part is getting started. It's the same Mm -hmm. thing with referrals. It's the same thing with building promoters or evangelists for your business. The hardest part is getting them started. This is a very easy way to get them started. When they record that video and they say those words, now you've trained them how to talk about you, how to refer you. 
And so now when they talk to their friends, the, all those barriers are broken down. They already know how to do it. They've practiced it maybe three <laughs> or four times. Some will record once and record again and record again. And now they've practiced three times how to refer you. And so they're going to go out in their normal daily life and be much more confident in referring you as a business. So you've now activated word of mouth marketing, which is them going out and doing it on their own. And you've captured a digital version of that, which you can put online, share in ads, put on your you know, Facebook page, put on your website, which starts the scalability of that, the word of mouth marketing. So it's kind of a, a growth hack. It's, um, it's very simple, very easy. It's free to do. You know, Again, this is one of the foundations of Warm Welcome is just capturing video testimonials because they're the most powerful form of marketing that we have. And, uh, and so we want to make it really easy for people to, to capture them. Nice. Okay. So, um, your journey as a business leader really started from photography and then what did you do? Yeah. So from photography, uh, I got in the photo world right as it was transitioning from film to digital. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and so what happened was there was a lot of new photographers coming in and they were all wondering how do I start my business? And so that's when I started to build these online forums. And online forums were really just a way of scaling information, right? Instead of someone calling me, you know, having a hundred people call me every day, how do I, how do I, you know, shoot this type of photo or how, how do I start my business? They could just ask me the question online. I'd answer it once and a hundred and then a thousand and then tens of thousands of people could read that one answer. And, and so that grew my network. Mm-hmm. And at that time, um, a mentor of mine, Tim Sanders, uh, who wrote the book, Love is the Killer App, one of the best business books of all time, in my opinion. Um, he said, your network is your net worth. Mm-hmm. And we all know that now, you know, as we were building networks through Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, or I think right now the best way to build it is direct to you, actually off of the social networks. Because uh, I think we were all seeing how the social networks aren't exactly uh, playing fair. And so build a direct um, contact with your network, build that network up, own it because that's your net worth. That's what you're going to be able to leverage. Those are the people you're going to be able to ask questions to and say, Hey, what problems are you experiencing in your business? And then they'll share those problems with you. And then you'll be able to go out and uh, um, create solutions for those problems. I see. Uh, when you say direct to you, do you mean an email list or wh- how, uh, how do you see building such a community? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I think uh, there's going to be a resurgence in um, email lists, uh, just owning your content, right? Instead of putting your content up, you know, and kind of spraying and praying it all over social media, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to host it on your website. So people are going to come back to your website to experience your content. They're going to go... To, you know, and get emails from you or, or messages from you in a mobile app. You know, you can create a mobile app quite cheaply nowadays that's more or less a, uh, you know, a version of your website. And as you post things to your website, it goes right into the mobile app, they can get a notification. A lot of the things that social media did for us, right? You do a post and it notifies everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, it's getting cheaper for the everyday person to, to have that same capability, you know, starting a Kajabi site where you're, 
you know, selling your information that way. Um, but you own the network, you control it. You know, when you make a post, those people are going to get that information. Um, and so, yeah, lots of ways, you know, and warm welcome is one of them, you know, obviously sending videos to people communicates so much better than just sending a uh, text-based email. And so mm-hmm. transitioning all these things from text to video uh, gives people a, a huge advantage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Super. So uh, tell us a bit more about uh, Warm Welcome now. What's uh, what? And also, what's your business infrastructure at the moment? So you run five businesses at once. Uh, obviously, all of them are super successful. Uh, what are you doing right? Like, how is every every business working with the other? How have you made this system feed into itself? Yeah, well, maybe maybe one thing that I would say I'm I'm doing right amidst many things I'm doing wrong is that I don't run all these businesses. <laughs> um, that was actually one of the one of the things that I I had to learn a hard lesson I had to learn is that uh, I'm actually not very good at running any business, and I don't like running businesses. I hate management. I hate um, ops. I hate finance. Uh, And those are all very necessary things, especially as a business gets bigger. Um, but I noticed as my business has got to a certain point that I was a detriment to them because I'm a startup guy. I'm an innovation guy. I love new stuff. And in, a, in an established company, something that needs more ops and finance, stability, structure, systems, process, uh, I don't bring that. And I don't like that. And I don't operate well in it. And so... I hired a CEO who is more uh, ops and finance minded. And then I went and started new companies. And so mm-hmm. that's the model that I have is I start things, you know, take them from innovation to, uh, to market. And then I stay involved until, you know, probably until the 1 million ARR mark. That's probably as far as I like to go in a company mm-hmm. uh, after that you know, you, you need a different set of skills that, um, that I just don't enjoy, you know, and, and I'd rather go start something new and go through the, the pain and the struggle of, uh, of the startup process and let someone else deal with the pain and the struggle of growing something and scaling it. So. (laughs) Okay, cool. So 1 million is not so little. I mean, (laughs) for, for most of us, it's a long way to getting to 1 million uh, AIR, AIR, sorry, I, I can't say like R. Um, so, you know, how quickly did you get there? What were the tactics that, uh, tactics that you used to, you know, to reach that point? Because it's a long journey. I mean, even if uh, it's a lot of things that need to happen right on the, on the way. So uh, talk us through, you know, some stories that you have and some things that you've been uh, challenged by. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, it's a key thing to point out is that it takes time. And, um, sometimes you get lucky and you have the wind at your back and, you know, it's, it's like sail, a sailboat, right? Where if the wind picks up, like you're just going. And, uh, and most of the time that's not the case. And you have to stay around in a market, wait for the wind to come or just continue to, to plow through. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's okay. And so, Uh, we often put expectations on things and, and we talk about product launches and, and I think it's a bad uh, analogy because almost never does a product launch, right? 
It's more like a seed. We plant a seed and it remains underground for years as the seed, as whatever is there is growing. Maybe it's growing. You don't even know sometimes. And, and then you get to see a little bit of it and then it grows and grows and grows some more. And I think that's more reality than a launch, like a rocket launch where you just, we've been a year building this product and we put it out in the market and everyone loved it. And it just took off. Like those stories are so rare and it's usually like, no, they were working on that for five years or 10 years, you know, Mm -hmm. and then the market hit and boom, it took off. You know, you look at Slack and these other companies, you're like, they exploded. It's like, no, they didn't. They were around doing nothing, you know, serving a very tiny little group for years and years and years before they really launched. And, uh, and so, um, that's what I would say is, you know, patience is really important. And, um, and then, you know, it's one of those, uh, things where in the early stage, so let's say zero to, you know, a hundred thousand or zero to 500,000, um, trying a lot of things and getting things to market quickly, uh, helps. And the reason is because when you take a lot of time and you build something and you think about it, you have meetings about it and you strategize about it, you think you've done it right. And you stick to that for way too long. And, and so you get this arrogance and this pride, this is the right way. And you're not, you're not flexible and you're not going to adapt once it hits the market. Mm-hmm. And the fact is the market doesn't care about your product. They only care about their problem. Mm-hmm. And when we spend all our time in an office or in our cave or in our garage building a product and not out trying to understand what the customer's problem is, we get further and further away from a business because a mm-hmm. business is in place to solve their problem. And so I think getting to market fast, letting the market help um, give you, I would say, a healthy balance, right? It's not like you just build whatever they want. You, you, you know, you have a gift and you need to discern and you need to figure out how that's going to fit into a product because the market doesn't understand how the product is built or that, you know, they'll just say, I want this, 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 this. You try to do all that, you're going to die. But um, listening to them and understanding their problem uh, is something that I think most founders don't do enough of as they're building their product. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, what was the case with Warm Welcome then? Because uh, I think that this is, is this uh, at the moment the biggest business that you run? Or that no. you launched? No, no, yeah, it's... it's uh one of the smaller ones, uh, it's just started really, um, warm welcome is pretty new. And, you know, we, we built a lot of it. We built the email side of it, the video email side, um, a year ago, a year and a half ago, and then shelved the whole project. And then 2020 hit pandemic, everyone was obsessed with video. And so, and so we went all in on it. We're like, the time's right. Right the sailboat analogy where it's like the wind is coming. And, and so that's when we built video business cards, um, video pages, video email signatures, um, video bubbles for your website. You know, every way that you can personalize your business through video mm-hmm. uh, is, is, you know, what Warm Welcome is, is being built to do. So it's not just the video emails. It has all these other components to it. Um, 
but yeah, it's one of those new, uh, new businesses that is very exciting, right? Time, you know, timing is, is everything. And Mm -hmm. so we're really fortunate to have, um, a world now that's searching out video solutions like this and wanting to personalize their business. Like that's, everyone's like been depersonalized, dehumanized. And so to build a business that is meant to create that human connection to communicate in a much better way than text, right? I mean, look at Facebook, look at Twitter. Like, I think it's obvious to everyone that text is probably the worst way that humans can communicate. <laughs> it's like, it just turns into a war. Everyone hates <laughs> each other, right? But when you have a video conversation like this, like we can disagree on things, but actually have like a civil dialogue. It, that just doesn't happen with text. And so nowadays everyone reads text with this negative slant. Mm-hmm. But when I see you on video, I'm like, oh, another human, a brother. Like I can chat with this guy, even if we don't agree on everything. And that's, I think, a good thing for, for society. Mm-hmm. And before we go into the video side of our discussion, because uh, I'm really looking forward to getting into that and get your thoughts on uh, things as well, uh, just to uh, exploit a bit more this area of sustainably growing your business and really being on the right track to this, let's say, one million mark, um, through the perspective of a startup, let's say, let's take Worm Welcome, maybe if you agree, or if you have another better example, happy to go with that one. But since it's the newest, maybe it's more appropriate to take this one as an example. Um, what's your strategy to, to make sure you are going into the right direction with this? And also what's something that maybe somebody else could take away and implement into their business to make sure they are, they are on the right track with theirs? Yeah, well, I think the market kind of dictates what the right track is. But I also want to point out that in business, you don't have to be right in order to win. And this is something that we get obsessed with is what's the right decision, right? And when you're starting a company, there's a trillion decisions you're trying to make, right? And so if you're obsessed with making the right decision with every single one, all that does is slow you down. The most important thing in a startup stage is to be decisive and to make decisions quickly, which then gets to the market. The market gives you feedback and then you can adjust from there. Mm -hmm. But when we get too focused on making the right decision, you spend too much time in meetings, too much time debating this and that. And, um, and it's far better to just make a call, make a decision, move forward, get feedback. You know, you Mm -hmm. gotta be humble you know, and listen to that feedback and realize, you know what, that was the wrong decision. Let's switch it. And so you have to be flexible. You have to be constantly doing that. And that's why I think most companies take years and years and years to really even get any sort of momentum. Uh, And most die along that way because they don't listen. They don't take that feedback. They just keep building what they think is right. And, uh, and that kills them. Mm -hmm. If you keep listening to the customer's problem and you keep iterating on your product, you keep shipping, you know, stuff, trying to fit that, like not only do you, um, not only do you create a better product, but you create evangelists for your product at the same time, because they've been part of the process. Mm -hmm. So that's been really, really key. Get your product to market quickly. Um, whether it's an alpha, whether it's a prototype alpha 
beta, MVP, whatever the heck you want to call it, just get something to market quickly, get feedback and keep iterating on that. And you'll find you create a lot of evangelists along the way. And that's, um, I think, the key to getting um, traction and to getting to, you know, 100,000, 500,000. You know, you're not going to get to that sort of revenue without some early adopters that are really passionate about solving the same problem that you want to solve. Again, don't try to make them passionate about your product. They don't care about your product. Make them passionate and show that you're passionate about solving that same problem uh, that is their problem. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, super. So um, shifting now a bit towards the video side of things, because uh, as you mentioned, content in general has been going a lot in this direction lately. Like not even lately, it's been years now uh, since people have started to work, uh, like to use video more. It's just this year that has ramped up everything uh, four or five times, maybe through yeah. <laughs> from more perspectives. So um, how do you see video integrated in business, in content marketing. We've already discussed a bit about testimonials, but let's, uh, let's go a bit more into it. Oh my gosh. In every way, you know, we're on a 600 year shift when it comes to video. Uh, you know, it was 600 years ago that the printing press came out and it was at that time that everyone got obsessed with the written word because it was maybe the first thing in our world that scaled. You know, and we love things that scale, right? I can write something once and then print a million books. And for the last 600 years, everything has been geared towards the written word. And so we have like so many different varieties of it, right? We have notebooks, we have books, we have text messages, we have emails, we have Google Docs, we have notepads, po- post-it notes. We have so many iterations of it because there's a lot, lots of different ways to communicate with the written word. Now we're seeing that same thing happen with video, right? If mm-hmm. you want to do a live video like this, you can use Zoom or Google Meeting or 50 other solutions, right? I mean, you know, when, when did, you know, some of these first video uh, calling technologies come out? We're talking like 20 years ago, you know, or more maybe. And it's just now today where they're like getting mass adoption. And so if you look around, you're starting to see all these different, um, iterations of it, right? Where it's, there's going to be, you know, whether it's like a little video bubble on your website, that's one way to communicate through video or a video email mm-hmm. or a video business card. You know, all those are iterations of taking the old model and transitioning it to new. And, uh, and so, yeah, we're at the early stages of this because it's, you know, it's a 600 year shift in the way that people communicate. It's not just like a new technology that's like, oh, you know, this year we're all going to do this. It's like, no, we're shifting everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. People are, they're just not going to communicate the way that they did before because video is so much better. Like if you get a video and you can see someone's face, you can see their smile, they're waving at you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like think of how much more you communicate through video than you do through an email. And when you have certain people who are sending these text emails or just putting text on their website or have the same old boring business card, like you see everybody has been doing it that way. And then when you get a video version of that, you're like, wow, that's cool. I like this guy more. I trust this guy more because I can see his face. 
he's smiling at me, he's waving. Like, you know, you get a lot more of the, the nuance, which there's a lot of power in that and a lot of trust is built to that. So that's a, it's an exciting time to, to be in video. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> I might push the limits here a bit, but uh, I just got an idea. Like, you know how Joe Rogan's always creates these scenarios and stuff. I think uh, this is an interesting thing that we could, um, you know, fantasize about, uh, or not even, maybe that's not the word, but say we have a business that currently has, you know, like a website that is all, you know, like text and images, mostly maybe some videos about the product or about the team, uh, but not so much video in general. Do you see any future where a business could run and basically expose itself and sell almost entirely through video, like have a website that communicates mostly through video, their communications are mostly through video, apart from these live ones, uh, have you have you thought about a scenario like this? I'd be super curious. Absolutely, I, I think video is the driver for communication, whether it's um, communicating with words as humans or even communicating with content. So, an example of communicating through content would be um, a contractor. So we we have contractors and developers that use Warm Welcome, um, and they'll go out to the job site. And what they need to communicate back to their client is the progress, a progress update every week of here's what we built mm-hmm. you know, on your job site or here's the repairs we did at your house. Well, I think if you got a text email from a contractor that said, we repaired the broken wood on the door <laughs> and we did this and we did that, right? It, it kind of communicates it. But if they show you a video, you're like, okay, cool. I trust that that's done, mm-hmm. right? you get to see it. If you get a text email and then you come back and you're like, yeah, but you painted the door the wrong color. <laughs> like there's a big problem there. And so, you know, picture says a thousand words while the video says a million words, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you've got the ability to communicate so much more and so much faster than you would if you were doing the written word. And so um, there's lots of implementations of video and putting that stuff on your website is just so much more engaging. And our human minds can capture so much of that, that, I mean, you have to read documents and documents and documents to get the same amount of information across as a short 10 second video would. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. So in this case, do you think, because it's also this other debate of, uh, should we have videos that are very well edited and, polished and everything or can we just keep it raw and real and i think still like many marketers now agree to the fact that it's better in many cases to keep it more unedited and just like being real and high quality and bring value with videos in general as in uh, the case of any other content marketing piece Uh, but what's your take do you think that in a context where more and more people have the opportunity and the tools to create high quality videos that are fairly easy to edit or do you think many of these will be more raw or do you, and appreciate it as raw or do you think it would be better to have a, most of the things more high quality edited and sharp and polished yeah yeah well i would i would say it's not binary i, I don't think it's one or the other i'd say it's both mm-hmm. and 
and I, I think it's great to have both and I don't think it's one or the other. Um, but I think that the, the real and raw really lends itself to more content. And we're seeing that people, they just want more consistent new content than one like perfectly created video that they see over and over and over and over and over again. Right. It's like, if I'm wanting to get to know a company or a person, see if I trust them or I align with them, mm-hmm. um, I just want more content from them. I'm not going to, trust isn't going to be built for me by watching the same perfectly produced video 50 times, sure. um, right? Trust is going to be built by getting to know somebody, right? It's more through relationship. Uh, and so that's where... I think the relationship is the driver, not this perfectly produced brand image. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so that's what I think video, um, this type of video is allowing people to do is it's allowing them to build a relationship as a human or even humanize their brand or personalize their brand, um, which is way more powerful than like a very perfect, pretty, you know, brand or website. Mm-hmm. So, um, what do you think, um, as we get a bit closer to the episode, and this is something that we try to do with each of them, would be uh, for the people that tuned in today to try to help them get and take away some of the points that we discuss here and actually apply them into their business so that they can see some tangible results. So I think we discussed a lot of very insightful, important and applicable things so far. Uh, what would be the first three to four things that you think would be easily taken away from the video discussion that we had and uh, sort of applying this more personal face to your business that people can, um, you know, take away and think or even implement straight away, maybe, I don't know, maybe this weekend into their businesses. Right. Well, I would say depending on the stage, you know, the stage your business is in, if you're creating your product, then what I would do is um, I would start sending video emails to people who um, are your potential customer base. Mm-hmm. You're creating a, a, pro- a product for real estate agents. Send video emails to a hundred agents a week, you know, because you're still building the product. Once you've kind of refined the product a little more, send a hundred a day. Uh, but at the beginning, you know, send a hundred a week. It's not a big deal. You know, maybe 15 a day. It'll take you probably less than an hour to do that. And send video emails, explain the problem that you're trying to solve, and then ask for feedback on it. You know, align with them as the expert. Say, hey, you're you're the expert in this industry. I'd love to learn from you. I'm building this to try and solve problems that I think you have. You know, would you take a look at this? A lot of them will be willing to take a look at it. And as they take a look, they invest in it a little bit more. They give feedback and that gets them, um, it gets them aligned with what you're trying to do and um, they will become your early evangelist. So yeah. how how they how should they do these videos? I mean, for example, with Warm Welcome, uh, w- can they create something like this with Warm Welcome, for example? And if so, what's the form that you get when you get into a video? Yeah, so with Warm Welcome, you can send a video email and then we have video playlists so what that is, is a pre-recorded video that will automatically play after the personal video. So mm. for example, I would um, 
click record, you know, on my phone or on the computer, say, Hey, Andre, um, I'm creating this product and um, it's meant to solve this problem. And I just love to get your feedback on it. Um, I'm going to show you a little preview, a little screen grab of the different things that it does and have a look. If you want, you can go create a free account and you can check it out there. Uh, just know that it's in beta, but I'd really value your opinion on this um, because I, I hope that it's going to help a lot of uh, other people like you. Mm -hmm. And boom, then you you hit the playlist and it plays the other video. And um, and so you see how you only have to take a few seconds, a personal introduction, explain the problem and, you know, play the playlist, which will show them the product a little bit more. And then right from there, right from that video email, they can click reply and send you a video back or an audio message back or text back, whatever they want. But it starts to build the relationship mm -hmm. and it builds the relationship around a problem that you at least hope that they have, right? If you've misidentified the problem, then you're hosed. But, um, but it's a very easy way to go out into the market and start getting feedback uh, from, from your customers nice. or from your potential customers. Mm -hmm. Nice. So, okay. Yeah. And uh, maybe another thing that they can think of this weekend? Video testimonials. Yeah, I think if you already have a product. So the first piece of advice was, you know, getting feedback as you're building a product. Second would be if you're if you're early in the market and you're wanting to generate that word of mouth and word of mouth marketing, mm -hmm. um, go to whatever customers you have. Maybe you only have 10. That's fine. You can do a lot with 10 excited people, right? I mean, look at the <laughs> religions of the world. Most religions in the world were founded by like one person who had like this small group of really passionate, loyal followers. Mm-hmm. You know, and they've they've changed the world. So, um, so go to those ten and say, "Hey, I, would you take just five minutes of your time and click this button and record a video testimonial for me?" You know, and you can do this right through the video emails. Send them a warm welcome video email. They watch it. It's a testimonial request. They can click the button right there. Send you a video back. Super easy. And by doing that, you've trained them how to talk about you. You've taken the hardest part out of it, which is getting started. And you've created a more scalable marketing piece at the same time, which is their video testimonial. Cool stuff. Nice. And um, now let's talk a bit about uh, you as we, as we wrap up. Uh, what exciting stuff are you planning for the next couple of months? Uh, you know, now since you have identified the opportunities with Warm Welcome, uh, probably many of them linked to uh, the other businesses that you run. Uh, where's your focus at the moment? What are you planning? Any announcements that you, you feel you could share? Yeah. So with Warm Welcome, we've just added in the four widgets. So we started with video emails, but then we added in the video business card. We added in video email signatures so that mm -hmm. you can put those in every single email that you send. Uh, the video pages are another cool one because that you can just embed in your website. And so, you know, you were talking about a, a video driven website. Well, it's great to have, you know, broadcast videos that are communicating a lot on your website. But what the warm welcome video allows you to do is make it engaging where the customer can respond back right through that video. And so it's not a one, it's not just pushing messages out, it's helping pull people in. Mm -hmm. That I think is the best sort, sort of marketing. Mm -hmm. And uh, and so, you know, those, 
And then the video bubble, you know, adding that video bubble to your website where the minute somebody sees your website, they see you smiling and waving at them, you know, <laughs> that I think is a really, really powerful thing. And, uh, and so what we're going to do now is create, um, create more and more of those widgets that are just transitioning old world types of communication to new world types of communication, which is obviously being done through video. So, um, yeah, so yeah, we have lots of, uh, kind of creative things, um, planned, but, uh, for, for the most part, uh, people implementing just those few things, which you can do in a matter of minutes, uh, will, will definitely, um, help move the needle. Very cool. I think, uh, you know, you, you convinced me about the, uh, video widget. Basically what, uh, how does it work? The one that the customer can reply to you. Uh, I had to look on your website. I just didn't trial them yet. So, uh, how, how would it work for the people tuning in as well? Because I, I think that there might be some more edgy marketeers here that would be keen to, to see how this would work and maybe try it out. I'm one of them. So yeah. basically you implement this widget, which would contain a video about like you talking about maybe one of the services, right? Yeah. You could use it for a service. You could use it for a product. You could use it as kind of a customer service tool. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, but how, how is the interaction going on? Like somebody views the video and then how do they send you that video back? It's super easy. All they do is click the button. It asks them, Hey, you want to record a video? Yep. Boom. And it pops open their camera and they can record a video and they send it to you. And so it's, it's asynchronous. It's not mm -hmm. live. Like this is live. It's, they record a video, send it to you. You watch it when it's convenient for you and you can send them a video back and they can watch it when it's convenient for them. Mm -hmm. And so, uh you know, for example, like a video about page or a video contact page on your website, like mm -hmm. most contact pages are a form which is the worst idea ever, right? I mean, when you think about it, like you create this website and you have the sales funnel and you have all these things that move the customer along, boop, 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 boop. And then when, when you've done all the hard work, you put them onto a page that's a form that just makes them feel like a number. Like, whoa, you did all this work to like get me to a form? Like I'm at a doctor's office and I got to fill this crap out? Like, Nobody wants that. That's not good for the relationship. And so why not have that final page be a video saying, saying, Hey, I'm so thankful that, you know, we're going to get the chance to work together. Right. Best thing, like best thing you can do in sales is assume the sale. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You've got them all the way down the line. Assume the sale when they're on your contact page, assume you've already closed them. Talk to them in person from you about what it's going to be like to work together, right? Not fill out a form and we'll get back to you when it's convenient for us. Like, no, talk to them, thank them for doing all the work, getting to this stage, you know, share how, how excited you are to work together, you know, and then they can click a button and they can send you a video if they want, or they can just say, you know, Hey, contact me back and we'll get working together. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's another example of, using this interactive engaging video to solve a problem that previously was done through text in a really poor way that really didn't help the relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The contact page is the one that I, I was thinking of as well. So 
uh, I'll let you know how it goes. I, I will, uh, you know, uh, schedule this for this month to try to test it. I'm really excited. Awesome. Nice. Yeah, we wanted to handle the entire customer journey, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, there's other companies that do video emails, right? And that's great. There's other companies that do little video bubble, or at least one that we know of. Um, and that's cool too. But if you don't take the entire customer journey and personalize it, and you're strapping all these different tools together to try and do that, it becomes disjointed and disconnected and the customer experience kind of falls off. And so that's why, you know, when you think of the flywheel or the customer journey, like you want every touch point to be personalized, every touch point to be consistent, every touch point to be moving the relationship along towards, you know, what everybody wants, which is a solution to that common problem. So Uh, that's what we think is really important is having those all within one tool and not using this for, you know, video emails and this for a bubble and this for this. It's like, oh, that creates chaos for everybody. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Very exciting. Super. So David, (laughs) a big pleasure having you today uh, on the show. Really enjoyed our chat and uh, found out new things, uh, got new ideas uh, myself, and I'm sure the people tuning in as well. Guys, (laughs) let us know uh, what captured your attention most. Um, And David, if there's somebody here that wants to reach out and connect directly to you, um, which would be the best way? Is it LinkedIn? Would it be my email? Yeah, LinkedIn's great. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. Warm Welcome is there. Uh, or David at warmwelcome.com. Feel free to send me an email. Uh, I'd love to, love to chat or send me a video. Even better, <laughs> I'd love to see you and get to know you. Um, so those are all, all good ways to, to do that. And then, um, yeah, we'll send over a special code for all your listeners where they can get you know, hooked up and get you know, a few months free of Warm Welcome. They can try out all the features, play around with it. And, oh, that's uh, super kind. Thank you. And the video business card and the video email signatures, they're free for everybody all the time. So um, anyone can go now and grab those. And then if you want to try out all the other stuff, then uh, we'll get you that code. Super. Thanks a lot. So uh, guys, you'll uh, most likely find this in the description of the episode together with uh, David's details, as well as links to his businesses. Um, but until next time, David, uh, really appreciate your uh, insight here in both areas. I thought equally interesting, both discussions, and I'm sure that everybody tuning in got value from them. Um, really enjoyed the (laughs) dynamics of our chat as well. I'll let you know how we get along with the videos as well. This is going to be a very nice test. Uh, we never did it before. Um, and yeah, let's keep connected. Uh, maybe do, do this again a bit later in the, well, not later in the year, but early next year, because we are getting close now. Yeah. Uh, and let's see, really excited to hear how uh, how things will go for you and the growth that you're going to see over the next couple of months. Wonderful. Thank you. Thanks, Andre. I appreciate it. And uh, just really excited for what's ahead. Same here. Thanks a lot. Have a nice one. Speak soon. Bye.